Welcome back to another episode of the Jewish Moves Podcast. This week's episode is with Ellie Quigman. He's a former draft pick of the Washington Nationals, was rated a top 500 player in the 2021 class by Perfect Game. He earned all-region honors three times in high school and first-team all-conference honors all four years. He's also done so much more. Ellie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, coming on. When did you start playing baseball and when did you realize you have MLB potential? Uh, I mean, I started playing pretty much when I could pick up a baseball. Um, basically, my whole life I've been playing. I think when I realized that I could, I mean, I always kind of believed that I would be a major league baseball player. Um, and I guess as I kind of got older into high school, I started to, as you get a little closer, you kind of start to realize uh, your potential and you just kind of keep working at it until you achieve that dream. Wow. And um, I know you, uh, you just mentioned, I've heard you say in other interviews that your whole life, you want to be an MLB player, but I think I saw that you didn't really get recruited till the end of your uh, sophomore or junior year. How do you uh, stay motivated when the offers aren't coming in uh, from a young age? Uh, I mean, I think sophomore, junior year is really when a lot of the offers start to come in for most kids. Um, I mean, some of the highest level of the players in each class will get recruited pretty early, but um, I mean, there's definitely times when I thought I was going to get recruited or get talked to some schools, but they, they never called me. But I mean, that's the motivation. You still, uh, still want to work hard to get recruited, keep performing in front of schools. And so I just kept doing that until it, uh, until it worked. Very nice. And I uh, saw you started making headlines when you got drafted and people saw that you uh, said you weren't going to play on Shabbos. How did you uh, decide to do that? And when was that? That was basically from when I was born. Uh, I, mean, I was born into a religious family. So um, Shabbos was always, you know, kept and honored. So that was something I was doing my entire life. And I was also playing baseball. So uh, I never played baseball on Shabbos. So I never thought about changing that as I got older or when I was getting recruited. It was always just kind of known in my mind that this is, this is what I was doing. Wow. And uh, when you get recruited, you have to explain to the recruiters or to other people involved what Shabbos is or that you're not going to play and how accommodating are people usually? Most of the time that I've, we've run into people that have been actually very accommodating, whether it was, um, you know, coaches when I was younger or it was tournament directors or my high school coach, my college coaches. Um, most people have been very um, accommodating to what I need. Um, they might get two games on a Sunday instead of two games on a Saturday in a tournament or something like that. Um, uh, these schools, I, I mean, I told most of the schools that I was recruiting very early, um, kind of what my deal was. And I'm sure some didn't recruit me because of it, um, but the schools that, that mattered to me were the ones that kept going. And uh, Wake Forest was someone who's very, is currently a school that's very accommodating for me. So that was a big reason that I went there. That's really nice. And, uh, Earlier uh, this year, you became the first observant Jew in the NCAA D1 baseball history, and uh, people have uh, given you a lot of media attention for that, and you're, you're Shomer Shabbos. Do you feel like you represent the Jewish nation on uh, the national or international scale, and does that uh, pressure you? Um, I feel like I do. I feel like a lot of, a lot of uh, Jewish people represent the Jewish people because, I mean, for me, I've run into a lot of people who this is their first experience with an Orthodox Jew or this is their first known experience even with a Jew. So, uh, I mean, how I conduct myself and how I represent the Jewish people, I think, is very important. Um, and I, I don't really feel an added pressure. Um, I just kind of feel like I'm doing what I have to do on a daily basis. And I have a lot of support, thank God. And um, I just keep going with that. That's really good. And on a family level, I know that your father and uncle both played uh, college baseball and your brother plays baseball competitively. Does that add to the pressure or 
How does that affect you? Um, I think it, all the only thing I've done in my life has helped me. Um, you know, with my father representing players, um, I've got to – he has a lot of knowledge. He was uh, able to teach me a lot about the game, and so were his, his players. And also having a brother who's only 20 months younger than me, um, we've been able to work together our whole lives, um, whether that's in the batting cage, live at-bats, bullpens, whatever it is. We've always been super competitive with each other and um, have always made each other get better. So I think it's only helped me. Wow. And uh, living in Vegas and uh, going to schools and uh, systems that are going to help your baseball development, how does that affect your personal schedule in terms of also balancing your religious life? I mean, that's something I just kind of learned to always, you know, figure out. Um, you know, high school is always pretty easy. Was, you know, get your diving in the morning, go to school, practice. You know, you get minchlein at some point, and then uh, you kind of have the rest of the night to yourself. But you know, sometimes it is hard on road trips to, you know, get find the time to do a lot of that stuff. But you know, yeah, you, know, you plan it out a little bit and you figure it out. That's really cool. And do you have a favorite moment so far from your uh, baseball experiences? Favorite moment. Um, probably on the field. Um, I threw a no hitter as a freshman in high school. So that was, that was pretty cool. You were the first freshman to do that, right? Yeah. First freshman. And I think Nevada history, I throw a no hitter on varsity. So Congratulations. Cool. And now you're a catcher. So how did you decide to make the transition? Um, it actually happened. So uh, I was doing a, a showcase in Vegas um, for my high school season. And a couple, I did the showcase as a catcher a little bit. And a couple of you know, scouts came over to me and kind of told me that my um, my future was probably as a catcher. Um, you know, how the switch hitting helps. And I guess I have the skill set to do that. Um, and then when I got to school, they kind of also saw that, too. And that's kind of how I started to transition into being a catcher. Very nice. And um, I guess uh, it was mentioned before, but you were drafted by the Washington Nationals um, a few years ago and you uh, declined to stay in or to play for Wake Forest. Why did you decline to? go to the minor leagues? I just thought I'd be more prepared after three years of college um, to get drafted higher and have more success in, the, in professional baseball. I see. And um, the, the path you're taking is really uncharted. I mentioned that you're the first Jewish player to play in uh, Division One baseball, and there's really not that many uh, Jews who have done sports altogether uh, while remaining religious. How do you, uh, I guess, find uh, either mentors you co-op up to or um, uh, figure out what to do in tough situations. I know you spoke to Tamir Goodman once, but what do you do when uh, things are not so clear? Um, unfortunately, I haven't run into too big of an issue with that. Um, so I, I kind of know my path. I kind of know what I, what I need to do. So I haven't really run into so many problems like that, but um, I guess that's something I'll have to figure out if, uh, if that comes through. Okay, hopefully it does. And I guess I'll close with a, a few more questions. One of them is, I think every single interview I listened to that you were in uh, to prepare for this, the host asked you about Sandy Koufax, and uh, you said you don't think you're exactly the same. Are, are people like Sandy Koufax or uh, Tamir Goodman who you spoke to, are these people you look to or have looked to as uh, role models, or are they just uh, other people, or, or how, how do they, uh, do they play a role in this? I mean, it's definitely nice to know that people have gone through this territory a little bit, um, especially Tamir, uh, when it comes to you know, not playing on certain days and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, Tamir is obviously very um, similar to what I'm doing currently, but um, I kind of like to think I'm doing my, my own thing, kind of making my own path, but um, those guys are definitely big inspirations. Very nice. And uh, what's, it, what's it like on a daily uh, basis, I guess, in terms of, do you, 
how long do you practice and does it ever interfere with college? Um, what do you mean by how long the interfering with college? Like uh, I know that in uh, some sports players talk about how in college they would uh, be lifting weights or running or training for five hours a day and some for two and some for 10. So is this something that's kind of like you have a skill and you're just using it now or how, how much development time is uh, there a day? I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of practice time, uh, a lot of hours, um, especially in the off season. And uh, now in the summer, it's mostly just like we're playing games every single day. So there's not really, you're not really practicing a lot because you got to have some energy for the games. But uh, during the off season, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of hours, um, you know, doing conditioning stuff and a lot of hours just kind of working on your skill sets to prepare yourself for, you know, the season and the summer season and all that kind of stuff. Very nice. And we'll uh, close with three questions. Uh, one of them is, I heard you mention that you're a big fan of Road to the Show on uh, MLB The Show. I'm curious, is someone taking the Road to the Show yourself now, either through uh, the gameplay off the field or on the field, what is something that you, that you think the video game could do better? Video game could do better. You know, I've been playing more Diamond Dynasty than uh, Road to the Show lately, but I don't know. It's a good question. I kind of like how it is now. I don't really have any, uh, I'm not really a video game expert. Uh-huh. I've heard you mention before that you don't think that uh, your religion and uh, shops observance is going to affect you in the big leagues. What do you view as your biggest challenge to taking uh, that step? I mean, I'd like to think the, uh, the biggest challenge is the same challenge for anybody. And that's just getting there. I mean, obviously, I don't know, man, Shabbos is not going to make it easier. But I don't, I don't try, I don't view it as this big uh, issue that's going to stop me. Okay, very nice. And now the last question is the last question for every episode, which is you've been interviewed by a half a dozen podcasts and you've had a lot of uh, uh, news sites interview you. But even though you've been asked so many questions, there's always questions people were never asked that they wish they were. So looking back at all the questions you have been asked, what's a question you've never been asked that you wished you were? And what answer would you give to it? Um, I mean, well, one question I feel like, I'm not sure if I've ever been asked is people, people always ask me like, what's the hardest part about um, like your observances and playing baseball, but no one ever asked me like, what's the best part about it? That's a good question. And I would say the answer to that is like the community that I get to be a part of and I get to inspire a lot of people and those people get to inspire me. I get to visit, I've visited so many Jewish communities. I've met so many different people. Um, and it's really, they've inspired me to keep uh to, I mean, obviously keep staying strong. I hope I can inspire other people, but I, that's, that's been a great experience is meeting so many people around the country um, and having all that support. So I, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Thank you again for joining and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this past episode of the Jews Moose podcast. To get our latest updates and contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at Jews underscore schmooze. If you want to sponsor an upcoming episode, you can reach out to JewsSchmoozMarketing at gmail.com. And if you give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on, that will be tremendously appreciated. Thank you so much, and hope you're looking forward to the next episode also.